My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, all about Vedic astrology or Jyotish, the science of light. We're talking about the houses. This is the 12th episode in this series and you can follow along at quietmind.yoga slash houses and take notes and remember this stuff because then write it down and get it into your own words and write down the words that stand out to you that summarize what you're learning through these lessons because really it's a daily learning process we practice astrology we're always learning new things we never have all the answers and today we're getting to the last episode in this series but you can always go back and review the series take notes and come back and review these things because you'll learn new things over the years and really it's been a many many year process for me to come back review learn again and start over and this 12th house is really about the end of the zodiac the end of the houses and this process of going from the beginning of the first house the body all the way to the end to the 12th house of moksha or liberation which is a huge theme in all of indian teachings and vedic teachings about moving from this physical human body into the more spiritual transcendent realms of the body beyond the body so we're into understanding the interconnectedness of all things this is what the 12th house teaches us it's about endings and transformations similar to the eighth house so again like the sixth eighth and twelfth as i mentioned can be challenging houses because maybe we're not ready to let go maybe we don't want to let go and the 12th house tells us it's time to let go when things are transiting through your 12th house whatever those planets are that's where you're going to have to learn these lessons of letting go so we all experience this it's part of life it's part of this trans transmutation of everything that we experience so we can embrace it and find the most positive expression of it, which can be things like going to ashrams and retreats and pilgrimages, similar to the ninth house. But this is more about going on long distance travel with the intention of more time alone and practicing detachment from the material world and letting go. So not just like travel for leisure and fun and exploration, but this is more like traveling to an ashram or a temple or a meditation center or a monastery where you're going to stay and, and do some of this deep letting go work or maybe save a selfless service. This is a great way to express the 12th house energy. So when it's negatively expressing, you could have issues with your sleep and your sexuality. And this can show positive expression, like you could have great sleep, you could have great sex, but the 12th house can show you what influences are happening there. This is also about maybe you end up in solitude. This could be like solitary confinement or imprisonment on the negative side. Or it can be time in meditation and retreat on the positive side. So getting the idea, right? It's about detachments, letting go, liberation from the material physical world and exploration and connection to the spiritual world. Going from the self day-to-day -day is the opposite of the sixth house, which is all about your just day-to-day -day routines, mundane, uh, feet on the ground, one step at a time, daily life and routines. This is the opposite of that. This is transcending all of that and saying, I'm going to renounce that or go away from that. And if you have a lot of energy here, you might be drawn to a monastic life or possibly being a monk or a nun or in sort of a monastic lifestyle where you're detached from the typical day-to-day -day stuff like the sixth house. 
This also shows your expenses and losses. It can be financial losses. Again, it's gonna, you're gonna look at what planets are here and what planets are transiting here. And you look at the transits from your birth sign and your moon sign. So you wanna know these things in Vedic astrology, very different than Western astrology because this follows the exact placements of the signs, the planets, the houses. So you look at what's transiting there. So for example, if you have like Saturn transiting through your 12th house, you likely might be losing some of your solid structures, things that are like your stability, your rock, your foundation, because that's what Saturn is, structures. Saturn comes into the 12th house, you're risking, you're possibly going to have to transform and change. It's the end of a cycle, you're getting to the 12th house. So there might be some loss of those foundations and structures and stable rocks that you've had in your life. Say the sun is here. There might be some issues with your father. The sun represents the father or authority figures. Maybe some losses or changes here, right? So any loss is really just a changing of form. So everything is always changing. There's impermanence. Everything is anicca, the Pali word that means uh, impermanence. Everything is always changing. And the 12th house reminds us of that. And no matter how tightly we try to hold on to things, uh, we can be kicking and screaming, but the 12th house is here to say, you know, it's, it's time to let that thing go. And we can do it kicking and screaming, or we can do it surrendered and seva and selfless service and humility and just allowing this uh, aparigraha, right? I teach that in the yoga a lot. The non-grasping, it's one of the yamas practice non-grasping here in the 12th house and you look at what's transiting what's about to come into your 12th house and you know there's going to be some change there like say the moon is there moon's coming in uh, or uh, your natal moon uh, so transiting through that or uh, some influence of cancer here maybe you have cancer in the 12th house and uh, leo rising so then you're likely going to have uh, changes and transformation in the home or with the mother something to do with the women in your life Maybe you have Mars here. You might have a physical injury that limits your body, your physical body and your ability to take action. Or it might be a time to practice inaction so you don't end up getting injured because you stayed and uh, didn't go on that pilgrimage that you were drawn to. You ended up staying home and you slipped and fell and you got some injury, but you could have gone on a spiritual retreat to an ashram and worked with a teacher and maybe had a different expression where you practice being inactive and not doing uh, the opposite of Mars, and then you had the spiritual realization that you would have had if you stayed home and got injured. And uh, you know, so this is just one example. Right? I'm being a bit uh, broad here, so this isn't exactly you know. There's got to look at the whole chart holistically. You got to look at all the other influences. But this is just an example of how this energy is going to express one way or another, and we can choose. We have some choice, and I think you might notice like you have an inclination, an intuition to go in X direction. And maybe you do it and things go great. Maybe you don't do it and maybe you feel like something's amiss, right? And this is that kind of energy. Like I'm always trying to listen for those little whispers of intuition. These are the same things that the rishis, the seers, saw and listened to to receive the wisdom of, of Vedic astrology to begin with, to receive the wisdom of yoga and, Ve and Ayurveda. All came from people who sat in meditation and listened people who probably had very strong 12th houses who were renunciates who spent their whole life focused on spiritual pursuits so very strong 12th house kind of energy and we can access that as well and the real lesson here is that that you have that 
ability in, your, in yourself to listen and receive this wisdom and to get those intuitions and insights that will guide you to the positive expression of these energies. And the more you keep your channel clear through meditation, yoga, practices, reading scripture, studying things like Vedic astrology, Ayurveda, things that fascinate and interest you and connect you to source, the more likely you are to make choices in alignment with your source, the less likely you are to make choices that are harmful and out of alignment. So that's my overview of the 12th house. I hope you found this helpful and gave you some perspective. And we'll come back on the next episode to give a summary and overview of all 12 houses of this series. And then we're going to go into some other little aspects of the houses. So this season isn't done yet. And we're going to keep adding on and going a little bit deeper into the houses. Very fascinating, important stuff. One of the real root foundational things to understand in Vedic astrology. So I'll keep sharing more about that in the weeks to come. If you want to know where your houses are, what's going on in your transits, your birth chart, and your whole progression through life, and uh, what might be time to let go of, of what things, you can get a reading at quietmind.yoga/astrology and schedule a reading right there on the site. And if you're enjoying this, leave a review, share it with a friend, and check out my other podcast, Quiet Mind Yoga and Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. All right, thanks for listening.